I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, I'm Murli Krishnan from Hindustan Times. I've been reporting from the court for the past seven years. Happy 70th Supreme Court is a 13-episode series about the court and its history. So, let us start by talking about affirmative action, which is commonly known as reservation. It is one of the most contentious topics in our country. The issue has many dimensions, social, economic, political, and most importantly, legal. It has made and broken governments, been a constant reason for discord among various communities and individuals, even leading to violence umpteen times. Recent Jat and Gujar agitations are examples which come to my mind. In this third episode, we will look at a judgment delivered by the birthday boy, which played a crucial role in the development and evolution of reservation in our country. The judgment I am talking about is that of State of Madras versus Champakam Dore Rajan. It was delivered by a bench of seven judges in 1951. It was the first instance when our birthday boy was called upon to determine the validity of what we call reservation. Aside from that, one aspect which stood out, I think, was the length of the judgment. The court knew well that they were discussing an important issue affecting the socio-economic rights of the people of our country. But unlike the judgments of today, the judgment in Champakam Dore Rajan was very short. To me, it appears that the court discussed only the relevant aspects and did not venture too much beyond what was required to be stated. One reason was that the court itself had come into existence only a year back and there was no material on this subject to discuss beyond a point. But even then, today we find judges writing unnecessarily long judgments, including each judge on a bench writing concurring judgments. All these are absent in Champakam Dore Rajan, making it an easy read. So, what was the case all about? The case has its basis in a government order issued by the then state of Madras. The order said that the seats for admission of students to engineering and medical colleges within the state should be filled strictly on the following basis. Out of every 14 seats, 6 were to be allotted to non-Brahmin Hindus, 2 to backward Hindus, 2 to Brahmins, 2 to Harijans, one to Anglo-Indian and Indian Christians and one to Muslims. This arrangement of reservation was challenged by a Brahmin woman, Champagam Dore Rajan, on the ground that it violated Articles 15 and 29 of the Constitution. What are Articles 15 and 29? Article 15 states that the state shall not discriminate against any citizen on grounds only of religion, race, caste, sex, place of birth or any of them. Article 29 states that no citizen shall be denied admission into any educational institution maintained by the state or receiving aid out of state funds on the grounds only of religion, race, caste, language or any of them. Champakam Dore Rajan first approached the Madras High Court which decided the case in her favour and struck down the government order which had provided for reservation. After that, the state of Madras filed an appeal before the Supreme Court 
against the Madras High Court decision. The state relied on Article 46 of the Constitution, which states that the government shall promote educational and economic interests of weaker sections of the society and in particular of the scheduled castes and scheduled tribes. What is significant here is that Article 46 falls in Part 4 of the Constitution. This is important because Part 4 lays down certain directive principles of state policy. These directive principles of state policy are meant to act as a guide for the government to better govern the country. However, these articles are not enforceable in courts. That is, you cannot go to a court asking for an order fulfilling a directive principle, unlike, say, a fundamental right. State of Madras, however, argued that directive principles laid down are essential for the governance of the country. They even went to the extent of stating that a directive principle like Article 46 which says that government should promote weaker sections of the society, overrides a fundamental right like Article 29, which bars discrimination. That was bold. The Supreme Court, however, rejected this argument. It made it clear that directive principles of state policy are not enforceable by a court and cannot override fundamental rights found in Part 3 like Article 29. To quote from the judgment, the chapter of fundamental rights is sacrosanct and not liable to be abridged by any legislative or executive act or order except to the extent provided in the appropriate article in Part 3. The directive principles of state policy have to confirm to and run as a subsidiary to the chapter of fundamental rights. A seven-judge bench of the Supreme Court therefore held that the government order is violative of Article 29 of the Constitution. In order to get over this judgment, the Parliament amended Article 15. This was the first amendment to the Constitution of India. By way of this amendment, a new clause, Clause 4, was inserted in Article 15. This change was made to protect laws made by government providing reservation to SC and ST communities in educational institutions. Thus, our dear friend's judgment was a catalyst for the first amendment ever made to the Constitution of India. What do you think about that? Tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, this is Murli signing off. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.